Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Today I'm preaching on a subject, David and Goliath. Amen. David and Goliath. Amen. Um, The Lord says, I should show you David and Goliath, then I will say something to you. Amen. So we'll read the scripture. Pastor Martin will read for us. Um, First Samuel, amen, chapter 17. Just read all for us now, NIV, please. Amen. So she'll just read it for us. Uh, first Samuel, from your Bible. Um, okay. I, I want it to flow. Yeah. No, just for, this one from the Bible, because you are reading the whole chapter 17. Amen. First, first Samuel. Samuel chapter 17, from the one to the end. Amen. Hallelujah. So the title of my message today is David and Goliath. Amen. Amen. Please, let's... First Samuel mm-hmm. chapter 17, verse 1 down. Mm-hmm. Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Sobath, Sokot in Judah. They pitched camp at Ephes, Damin, between Sokot and Azekah. Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another, with the valley between them. A champion named Goliath who was far from Gath, came out of the Philistines' camp. His height was six cubits. And when they entered, forgive me, and a span, he had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze, weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod, and its iron point weighed 600 shackles. His shield-bearer went ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, he, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistines said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. Mm-hmm. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Now David was the son of an Ephorite named Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse had eight sons, and in Saul's time he was very old. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to the war. The firstborn was Elab, the second Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul. But David went back and forth from Saul to lend, tend to his father, sheep at Bethlehem. For 40 days, 
the Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. Now Jesse said to his son, David, take this ephah of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take among, take along these ten cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. They are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out. As Jesse had directed, he reached the camp as the army was going out in battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from the lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from the taxes in Israel. David asks the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes disgrace, disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him. This is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Elab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now what have I done? said David. Can't I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion of a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Then, David, then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic 
and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in, his, in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was a little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome. And he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear the Lord that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the sheath. And he killed him. He cut off his head. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn along the Sharam road to Gath and Ekron. When the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem. He put the Philistines' weapons in his own tent. As Saul watched David going out to meet the Philistine, he said to Abner, commander of the army, Abner. Amen. Amen. Wow. God is good. So what happened between David and Goliath, or what we read, is not a story. It is something that really took place. It's not a story. It's something that really took place. Remember that. So, as we heard, you can sit down now. As we heard her reading, or as you read from the scripture, Goliath has been coming for what? Days. How many days? How many days? 40 what? How many days? 44. Someone to say 40. But we read one scripture. How many days? Sorry? Oh, don't worry. You will not fail. 40 days. 44. Okay. The Bible will show us who is right. Yeah. And the Bible, 
Only the Bible interpretates itself. 40 days. So no For need. 40 days. When I see two Christians argue about the word of God, I have, it's like the word will always speak for himself. It's that simple. So it's 40 days. So for 40 days, the Bible says, now you can give the thing to her. She will be displaying it. Or you can, you just, she will display it and you read it. What I tell her. So the Bible says for 40 days, Goliath have been what? Coming. Coming and speaking against what? Israel. You see, 40 days. The 40 itself is significant. Yes. Yes, the 40 itself is significant. It shows, the 40 shows something that you, 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 in this case, something you cannot do anything about, something greater to you. Is it took 40 days in the work, act for them to be saved. You, 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 you understand, complete, and 40 days they were not saved. No one could stand against Goliath. So in other words, it, uh, there was a season that Israel could do nothing against Goliath. Day one, day two, up to 40 days. And note, the battle between David and Goliath, it's between David and what? Goliath, but then the implication will affect nations, will affect generations. Please, do you understand? Look at the first Samuel chapter 17, verse 8 to what? 9. Amen. So even though this battle is between two people, David and Goliath, it is actually between nations. The outcome of this battle will affect nations because this is what he said. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel. I'm jumping to the nine. If he's able to fight and kill me, we will become your subject. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subject. So even though it's between these two people, the outcome affects many people. Whoever loses become a slave. You see, some of you have never been a slave before, so you understand. A slave is the lowest person you can find on earth. There's no one, slave is the lowest. When you grade human beings, it doesn't matter the standard you grade them. The slave is always the lowest. A slave has no rights. The word slave means you do not have rights. Yeah, you understand. That, but the point I want you to know that the battle, the implication between David and Goliath is between, will affect nations will affect nations. It will not only affect nations, amen, but then, but then, it will also affect or have effect on, in our day, we say the gospel or the nation of Israel, we then stood for God's people. So it was also the battle between light and darkness. That's why Goliath said, I come before you in the name. And that's why Goliath cursed him in the name of his gods. But David also said, I come before you in the name of God. And some of you, you are struggling with Goliath. Your own Goliath. You see, Goliath was very tall, huge. No man could overcome him for a season. 
You understand? Anyway, we'll come to those places. Let, let me take my time. I'll take my time. Amen. But I, I want you to understand what happened. What was at stake. Please, do you understand? Now, when you read the 25, the 25 which we read, amen. So now Israel was looking for a man who can fight Goliath. No, they were a nation. They had many people. But now the destiny of that nation all now is dependent on a man. He said, now the Israel had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his father. Meaning they were looking for a man. Sometimes you think you are nothing. But sometimes your entire children, their life depends on you. What will happen to them, whether they will suffer or not? Amen. But I will come to that. But what I want you to understand that a whole nation, they had millions of people, but all they were looking was for that one person. So sometimes you don't need many people. Yes. Sometimes you don't need many people. Yes, sometimes. Believe me. In fact, strength is not in numbers. Because I know a country in Europe that starts with S, very small. And I know a country in Africa that starts with N, very large. But this small country have everything richer than the country. They are more than times four. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. So no, they were looking for what? A person, just what? One what? person. That's all they were looking for. Now listen, why didn't they get people? When you look at the four, Goliath was a champion. Champion means winner. First Samuel 17 verse 4. Champion means what? Winner. Amen. Goliath was what? A champion. So meaning Goliath was not ordinary. That's why even the king couldn't stand. That's why even the commander couldn't stand. So Goliath wasn't ordinary. Never take Goliath for granted. Amen. He said, a champion named Goliath. He was a champion. But guess what about David? David was just a young shepherd boy. The 33. So David was not a champion. He was, I want you to get the dynamics. He was, don't say yet, he was not a champion. No, he, was not. he was not a champion. He was just a young, handsome boy. Yes. The Bible says. Yes. So Saul replied, this is when Saul met David. He said, when he said, I will fight the Goliath. He said, ah, but you are not able to go against this Philistine and fight him. Why? You are only a boy. He, he was just a boy. And from what Saul said, Goliath was not just a champion. He may say this, and, say, and Goliath has been fighting from his youth. So Goliath wasn't just what? A champion, but Goliath was well experienced. Well what? Experienced. Other version, if you put it, say, and he has been a warrior from his youth. So Goliath was 
well-experienced and champion. He was a trained army personnel. David wasn't even in the army. He didn't even qualify to be in the army. He was only a shepherd. Are, are you getting it? Okay. Now, there's something else I want you to see. Amen. When you look at the 34, amen, the 34 to 35, you will see that even though Goliath is trained, he was a champion. Not like David was full of vigor or zeal without knowledge. Even though David, because it's important you know this, David wasn't in the army. He's also had his, his own victories against things he considered impossible for humans. Because David, this is what he had, his CV. No, this, this was his CV. When he said, but, but what I have is, I've been keeping my fathership, meaning I'm a shepherd. But one time a lion or a bear, when they come to take my sheep, I'm able to kill them, strike them, and rescue what my sheep. So it's like, you are right, I'm not trained, I'm not a warrior. But I, I've overcome things that ordinary men cannot overcome. So I have experience. Of course, my experience, he's saying that it's not like David. So not like David has encountered wild things. Because this is important. He's killed a bear and what? A lion. Do you know what it takes to kill a bear? Try killing a dog. You try killing a dog. Just a dog. You try a dog first. Then you understand what it takes to kill a lion. So even though Goliath was what? Well-trained. A champion in the army. World experience. David too is experienced in his own way. Not in the army. The army, the difference between the army and David is the army is principle, rules, trained, wisdom, things that have been tried and tested. That works. Knowledge that has been imparted. And David own is unofficial. No, unofficial. You figure it out yourself. With the help of what? God. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. The other thing I want you to know is that Goliath was very well armed. The five. He was really well what? Armed. When you read his armory, amen, the five to six, he had everything. And Sunday school, I didn't see them drawing him well. Because when you read this, he had a bronze helmet on his head. He was wearing a coat of skill of what? Armor, bronze. Meaning that the, the armor was metal. His clothes was metal. Amen. And his legs too was what? Covered. And he has a bronze javelin. Amen. Was slung at his back. So the javelin is his back. His javelin is what they pull and what? They release it. They throw it. When you continue to read the seven. So he has javelin at his back. He had his spear. The seven, please. He had what? His spear. Amen. <laughs> and he also have his what? Iron what? Point with 600 shackles. Before his iron bearer was what? Holding what? His shield. So he was really armed. Well armed. Those days, this is the best armor you get. Fully covered from head to stone. No arrow will penetrate. 
So he wasn't just a champion. He wasn't just trained, experienced, but well-armed. And he, this is what we call full armor. His armor protects him, plus it gives him the ability to what, assault. So he was really what? Faith. What about Mr. David? <laughs> Amen. But you can't go to a war without weapons. You can't. So when you read the 38, David was also what? Armed. He was also given the best weapons. The reason why I'm saying that is the king gave him his what? Weapons. So that 38 to 39. So he said, then Saul dressed David in his own tunic to put a coat of armory what? On him and a bronze helmet on his head. Amen. David fasting on his sword. He gave him a sword too over the tunic and try walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in this. So David was also what armed, but he said he cannot walk in the armor. He cannot what, use the armor. He wanted to, but he realized that the armor is foreign to him. Amen. Because he said, for I'm not used to them. So he took it what off. Please, do you get this? So David went into this fight without the natural standard armor. What is tried and tested? That what? Work. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Should I continue? Okay. Now, when you look at the 43 to 45, amen. 43 to 45, amen. So you see that Goliath went against David with what? His what? Weapons. Amen. But David went against Goliath with what? The power of God. Because he said, he said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by what? His God. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the best of the air and the beast of what? The field. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword, spear, and javelin. So, you know, sword is here, you are holding your spear, your javelin is about. But I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Praise the Lord Jesus. So David knew he didn't have those weapons. He knew it. And he knew he wasn't going in what? For, with what? Those weapons. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Last two scriptures. When you look at the 47. Amen. The 47. David made a statement, say, all those who gather here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord, and he will give what? And he will give all of you into what? Our hands. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So no, David never said that sword does not save. Amen. He never said that javelin is used, but he said, ask for God. As for God, when it comes to God, God don't need sword and javelin to save. Even though an army needs these things to save. Do you get it? Okay. Then, then the last one, the 48 to 50. Amen. 48 to 50. Bible says, David tramp over what? Goliath. Amen. It says, as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards what? The battle line to meet him, reaching into his bag 
and taking out what a stone. He slung it and struck what the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his head and he fell face down on the ground. So David tramped over what the Philistine with a sling and a stone. This is very important. He overcame the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword. Without a sword. It's important you note that one. Amen. Without a sword. Okay, we thank God. Amen. What is this saying to us? What is God saying to us? What is this saying to us? Or which part of this message God want me to tell you? Amen. You see, I'm telling you based on this, what happened between David and Goliath. Because today it's happening to many people. And many people are missing it. Yes. Many people are what? Missing it. Today, Christians, we are not getting what we are supposed to get. Amen. Because we are not looking at what we are supposed to look. Like David and Goliath. Sometimes, you wouldn't have the sword. And you wouldn't have it because you've never had it. But sometimes what you have is the sling, which is useless in the physical. Which in the physical, compared to the sword, the javelin is not a weapon. But in your hands with, with God, it can do and overdo what sword, javelin can do. The mistake we do, which David never did, was as we face our Goliath, instead of remembering the victory God has given us, instead of remembering God, what he did for us, we cast it down. We take it for granted. We trample on it. And we begin to worry. And we begin to what what people have that we don't have and we will never have. Remember, God didn't say anything to David. David had to remember himself that God gave him victory over a lion and a bear. And remember that if God can give me victory over a lion and a bear, then God can give me victory over this Goliath. All David had to do is remember. That's why I tell people a lot of things. God will not mind you. He won't say it. I know a lot of prophets, great prophets, who are in trouble. Because they want to hear a lot of things from God about themselves. He won't say it. Because you are expected to know. The Bible says say by wisdom, wisdom. It says by knowledge, by understanding, a house is established and it is filled. David has to remember himself. Some of you, God delivered you. God healed you. You are still panicking over a job. That's why you are unemployed. Because you've forgotten to see God. You've forgotten to see God. Now it is your strength. Now you are comparing yourself to that, your friend. But that your friend has a skill, a degree, you don't. But yours have been God. 
Yours have been called. Yours have been called. See, sometimes I just remember myself, my mother and the Lord. The last time I saw my mother and the Lord, me and her were in the same church. She was sitting there and I was ministry. You see, so we are all pastors. But I have to, sometimes I have to remind myself when I have to wake up every 5 a.m. waiting 6 o'clock to tell him that I had this dream for, him to inter- for her to interpret the dream for me. And that same, I have to today, today, I have to remember and say, this same woman, God has brought me far. This same woman, God will take me. Am I now going to look for other people that I don't know them? No, am I now going to look for other people? Because I'm in abroad, she's not in abroad. No, 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 no. You see, David said to Saul, he said, I have not tested this. I haven't tried it before. I have not used knife before. I have not worn these things before. In my case, you people have been using it. It's working. I can see Goliath also using it. But in my case, in my case, it's the same job that I was able to raise my children by my car. So this same job, this same job, this same job, is the same church that I met this, that I got that, that I knew God. So this same church. You meet a pastor, a prophet online at a show and you believe him over what? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Do you know that number of people that have killed themselves, cut themselves by a sword that they don't know how to use? Because David understood that when he came to God, and this is the message for you, when he came to God, God throughout history have always used irrelevant things, things people don't respect, things that matter to do great things. If you don't believe me, Samson, a common jawbone donkey, he killed thousands. Jesus, water into wine. Moses, staff, staff, miracles. God has always tried to show us in the Bible, Bible, that with him, even though it takes swords, but with him, he doesn't need sword. Even though people pray four hours, five hours to see, to hear with God, you don't need to see, to hear for God to reach out to you. All he said, pray without sins, pray daily. Listen, I could imagine, I brought a bag. This is, uh, we started a new evangelism, this is the bag. So I could imagine David, because the Bible says he took his bag, his shepherd bag. And the Bible says he took five stones. You know, I have this in my office. So. Five stones. I didn't bring this today. It's been in my office. It's been in my office. Some of you, maybe you've seen it, but you thought it was for nothing. It, it reminds me. It, it reminds me. It, it reminds me. He took, Bible says he took five stones and put it in his bag. And Bible say he took what? His sling. This is the sling. This one I bought it from Israel. So this, so he took this. This is all he had. 
What was Goliath holding? Spear, sword, javelin, helmet. Oh, this is all David had. Every shepherd has what I call a shepherdura bag. And Bible says, by this, by this, David killed Goliath. His head was protected. In the natural, you cannot kill a champion, a skilled army, or just a shield. Someone who has been a warrior from youth with this. But David said, with God. Because God does not save by sword. God does not have formula. Why do you think someone is telling you it took her two years, so you two have to take it two years? What scripture told you that God uses two years for this? Who told you that? What scripture are you basing that reality on? No, tell me, tell me. Who told you that you need to be somewhere before you marry? Who told you? Yes, maybe in the world, yes. Maybe with your sisters, yes. But in your case, with God, you don't need to. You just have to trust in that same God. That by this same sling. I believe this is what David used to kill the bear. Because this is all he had. Because the Bible says he took his shepherd back. Meaning when he's on duty with the sheep, this is what he used. Remember, he wasn't coming to fight. He was bringing provision. He had no idea. If the father didn't send him, he didn't qualify. He was a youth. He didn't need to be there. Oh, how many Christians running about moving from place to place and I look at them and I say they are not seeking God. They are not seeking God. It's not God. They are seeking a man. They are seeking something. A spectacular. Because if they are seeking God, when you find where God is, you remain there. Yeah, they are not seeking God. They are not seeking God. And if you find God, you will know that with God, with God, God bless you. You know that with God, with God, with God, with God. You know that with God, all you need is a place that God is, and God is at work. How many of they where have become gossip, have become everything? I, this reminds me. Recently, I contacted someone who said he can print me the jawbone. Uh, he said he would use, he mentioned some new technology, I've forgotten. The one, not, not 3D print, something printing. God bless you. God is making me rich. Amen. Amen. But listen, yeah, he said he would print me something technology. I heard they can even use it to build houses or something. Yeah, 3D. 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 Sorry? 3D. Then it's 3D. So I'm saving. I will let him print me the jawbone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Because I've searched, I can't find it. I find the shofar. That's another thing. God used what? A shofar. To bring a whole what? War down. Simple thing. You don't believe it. And to make it worse, not like only you don't believe, you've also become ungrateful to God. Yes, 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 yes. Which is easier? I'm asking you, which is easier for God to do 
that a devil cast out a devil from, from you to see and to give you a job in this country, which is easier? I'm asking you. Eh? No, the job is easier. You can get a job without God. But a devil can't go out of you without God. And you've seen a devil come out of you by God. And with the job there, you can't trust God. What's wrong with you? Can an ordinary person kill a lion? David was youth. He was young. He was handsome. But he didn't forget what God can do. He was able to remember what God can do. It's not about age. It's not about gender. When it comes to God, believe me, it's about you. If you can remember God. If you can trust in what he has given you. If you can trust in it. If you can hold it. Many women are insecure. Very insecure. You've married. God has married you. You've got a husband. Still you are insecure. Everything you are doing now, your husband don't even like it. Because masses are doing it. One time I said it and they, they told me I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for myself. That's what I was told. And, and I kept quiet. But then I said, it's a shame. It's a shame. Because when, when you come home, who needs the ginger ring? Who needs the ginger ring? It's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, and and I, I tried complaining. I tried bringing the issue. I brought it to them. Intercessors. And, and they said, listen, I, I'm in a place that I'm doing things to, for myself. I said, it, it, it's a shame. It's a shame. It, 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 it's a shame. <laughs> it, it, it's a shame. <laughs> just, just be careful if I'm watching what I like. You don't get offended. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, David remembered. David remembered. The point I want to know, God did not remember David. David have to remember. Yeah. Remember. Yeah, you are youth. You cannot kill. It's a train army. Yeah. But, but God, I killed a lion. A bear. I, I didn't have a sword. Because I said with my bear and bear and me, I didn't have this weapon. So the weapon I had. And say, this God that gave a, the bear and the lion in my hand, he will put this feeling style in my hand. David said that to him. And you want us to beg you. You want us to remind you what God has done for you. You are joking. You are a joke. You cannot be grateful. You cannot be appreciative. We still must not need you. After all God has done for you. After all that you have seen. Many, what, how many Goliath are still in place? Because we have forgotten. We have forgotten. There, you have forgotten. You have forgotten. And in so doing, you become even ungrateful to God. Because now you don't appreciate what He did. The miracle He did for you, now you take it for granted. Is this small thing to kill a lion with your hands? To kill a bear with your hands? Not only kill, rescue your sheep. 
But you've forgotten. You've forgotten. And your whole mindset is this one that God cannot do it for you. No, that's what you, you see. You will not say it, but you are saying it in you, and God know it. Yeah, He healed you from addiction, from drugs, from this, this, but He can't give you marriage. So you are going to use sword, sword and javelin. What you are not used to, what you can't work in it. The, the, uh, the, the thing itself, the thing itself will kill you before Goliath kill you. No, that's what many people are doing. Yeah. You are not going to follow new people, try new people. You are in God and you are following what the world says. No, that is it. That is it. The world do that. But in your case, it hasn't worked. In your case, it has been God. You don't remember. You don't remember. You have to remember. Because see, God, God, I'm talking about God here. See, God can save you with anything. God can save you with anything. God can save you with anything. If only you remember what God did for you. Oh, yes. If only you remember. I always remember. And the reason I remember is I always intentionally remind myself. Oh, yes. I intentionally remind myself. Yeah. Sometimes I can't take members for granted. Because each one of these members, I remember when I met them. And the moment I remember, I realize all I have to do is count on God. Oh, yes. Yes. When they are members, you see, when, if you've, you've been a pastor and you are not stealing from people's church, and you are going for true soul winning, you see that you cannot tell who is who, who will join the church or not. Who is with you or not. So you see that when you see somebody, you don't even know. I remember, I always remember. I, I, always, I can tell everybody, I always remember. I always remember. Oh yes, I always remember. <laughs> I always remember. I always remember. Yeah. I, oh, oh no, I always remember. I remember Mr. Gary, the first time I saw him. I said to myself, what a handsome man. True, true, true. What a handsome man. The, the wife brought her, him. Quiet. After service, I said, my, what a handsome man. You see, first impression, you don't think that it happens. I spoke to him, will you come to church? Say, oh, I'll come every two weeks. Am I lying or not? More than five years, I remember. And what did I say? I said, every two weeks is good. Come every two weeks. And when I say it's good, I meant it. I've come, I've come across people that when the wife came, when the wife brought them, they stopped the church. Their husband asked them not to come again. But he said, you come every two weeks. Be honest. I said, that is good. And he came every two weeks. And one day he said to me, I'll come every week. But I see, I remember when I knelt down in my room and said, God, let her husband not take her away. Let the husband also join. How can I forget this? I remind myself. So to me, it's God. If it's not God, he won't be here. I remind myself. And truly, it's God. I remind myself. I remind myself. Then one day, he said, okay, I will be coming Tuesdays. And that has been it. I remember. David, 
remember himself. He declared to himself what he has seen God done for him. He did not compare it. He didn't say to them, but this we are talking about arrows, shield, knife, javelin. In his case, in his case, in his case, in his case, this is me. This is what God and that same God is not restricted. He doesn't save by sword. He can save by anything he wants. Anyhow. Anyhow, you have to remember. This is not ordinary. When they made it, it's ordinary. But the moment God come in, this is no more ordinary. People like you don't marry. You can't marry. It's true. But when God come in, people like you have married. And God does not have to, you don't need to marry before you believe that. You have to remember the other things that was impossible for you. That God did for you. The only problem is now many people don't understand people's testimony. Because you see, like someone stand here right now and he said he had the room. You, know, you don't know the dynamics. So you think, what is this? But if you know the dynamics, you will be like this. You will be like this. You will be like this. Because you see that the room is more than your mortgage. The need for his room is more than your mortgage. So if your mortgage is breakthrough, his room is more than a breakthrough. Yeah, you, you will not understand it. And it's okay. People will not understand you. You see, David, his brothers, accuse him. Let, let me, we have to see that one. They what? Accuse what? Him. Amen. And their accusation was what? False. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. The 28 to 2030, their accusation was what? False. They say, they say his heart yeah. is wicked yeah. and he's come to watch the fight. Yeah. Meanwhile, it is not true. We all know that the father sent for him and sent him. Yeah. And David had no intention, but he heard what they were saying. But this was what they were saying about David. But guess what David did? He said, can't I even speak? What did he do? He turned away to someone else. Yeah. Your problem, you are listening to those who are accusing you. Yeah. You are listening to those who are saying God doesn't make yeah. a difference. Yeah. You are listening to those who are saying, is your pastor God? Is the rock oil this? Yeah. Don't they use body cream every day? Yeah. You are listening to people. You haven't turned to them. So now you see them, but David turned. Because your life is your life. Your case is your case. Yeah. I remember, I, I grew up in a prophetic church. My church that I grew where I was ordained, believe me, it's only prophecy. I prophet. See, we do, let me show you that, that, that uh, Monday is canceling. So canceling, they are prophesying. Monday is canceling. Uh, Tuesday, forest. Forest, you are standing. Outside, a place called Chimota for like, like, here. Let's say a park praying Tuesday and prophecy, not preaching. Prophecy Thursday, prayer meeting in church. Prophecy, prophecy. Wednesday night, too. Prayer meeting. That one is another park. That one is school park. The, yeah, Sunday, Friday all night. I, I'm coming to say something. I want you to understand. Pray and prophecy. 
And the prophet is the prophet. Oh, yes. You see, he, he will even prophesy to like, yesterday when you were coming, you jumped over the wall. And you went to a boy. This is the name of the boy. So not only things that is happening in the spiritual realm, but things that is happening physically. Yeah. Yeah. So you look at almost five days in a week prophesying all the time. Yeah. That was the church I grew up in. That was the church. And I remember when God called me, I wasn't a pastor, a Christian. My, my brother in the law, like my friend who also became Christian like me at that same time, also was operating the prophetic. So it felt like I'm abnormal. It felt like you alone. Why are you not prophesying? So I remember one afternoon, I was doing three days fasting. And the fasting of God, whatever has blinded my eye, remove it. I must see. Because everything looked like there's something wrong. You should be seeing. In fact, you hear things that like, you should see by now. You should. So like there's something wrong. So I declare me myself three days fast. I was I remember the third day I was lying down on the floor on the towels because it was hot. The towels is cool. Then I heard the power of the Lord. I've given you myself, John. Is it John? John one verse one. That was the first time John 1 verse 1 really came up. In the beginning was the word. The word was the God and the word was God. So that understood God was saying he has given me himself. He has given me the word. Since then I stopped to worry. I accepted my faith. And the church, before they would start service, I would stand and do 30 minutes Bible words. Steady. And the whole attitude is like, oh, this, this one, the, the word, where we are waiting for power. Power. <laughs> But I just accepted it. But today, that same word is everything. Yeah. Everything, that same word. Without that word, I couldn't do Jesus the Answer campaign. Without that word. When I'm leading prayers, it's the word. Yesterday, a lady called me. She said, I'm calling you because you are very good with interpretation of dreams. Then I thought, how do I interpret a dream? I didn't, for whatever reason, I will show you the meaning of the dream in the word. So I realized that same word, that same, all the miracles, the healing, the deliverance, is that same word. Let me tell you, less than 70%, okay, let me put it like this, only about 30% of Christians have access to a prophet of God. And that 30%, only about 10% have access that they can be speaking to the prophet. What happens to the 70 people? What the prophet can see, God is always showing it to you in a dream. But you don't value it because it's a sling. You don't value it. What is a prophet? You see either a vision or a dream. You don't value it. You don't value it. It's good to have a prophet. It's good. It's good. But you don't need a prophet. You need God. It's good to have apostle, a teacher. But you don't need them. You need God. The only one you need is a pastor. God, the pastor is the necessity. That is your shepherd. God cannot teach you the word that a pastor can teach you. But God can reveal to you by dreams and vision. Anything a prophet could say to you. Many of the things they will even tell you, you know it yourself. Yes. But it's for you to believe that God is real. Other than that, there's no way this man will yes. know it. Yes. 
I'm not against prophet. We are praying for prophet. We are praying for prophecy. That Friday I was here, we were praying for gift of prophet. So I'm not, but I'm trying to say that. Have you thought about that? Will God leave you alone? But you don't value it. Because it's not a javelin. It's not a sword. It's what? A sling. Sling is very common. This. Can't you see how I look? It hasn't changed. All you need is a leather and some strings. Very common. Very common. Very common. <laughs> but God is able to use a string to kill your Goliath. That simple advice, you will accept it. But the advice one is what brought out that one. The advice two is what brought out that one. But the advice three, you will not. Because you've forgotten the one and the two. And that is why that Goliath is still there. For 40 days, he's there. If David has gone and said, I'm not trained. And he's gone. Goliath will be there before, before he came for 40 days. That's why I say the 40 is significant, meaning no one has been able to change anything. And if you, should, you, you heard it or you read it, he said, whenever he comes to stand and begin to, they all run. But what, what was the difference of David? He remembered what God has used him for. This is not an ordinary slingo. In the sense that with God, it's a bomb. With God, giant will come down. Because the scriptures say, who are you? That strong man, that high thing in front of Zerubbabel. You shall be brought down. That simple thing, that simple belief, that simple be just remembering what God has done for you. Because God always gives somebody something. We just grow and we decide not to value it. We just go and become ungrateful and we are looking at the other person. But you see, you, you can't tell God how he should do things, unfortunately. You can't lead God. He is the shepherd. The sh shepherd leads the sheep. He is the way. You cannot show him the way. So in your case... However God decides, till you follow it, you will not succeed. With God, with God. Because, listen, look at the disciples Jesus called. There was one word, follow me. So he's not stopping for you, it's up to you to follow. Yeah, that's why I want you to know that God did not tell David anything. David has to remember what God has done for him. And declare that based on this, God is able to. And David has to speak how he know God and say, God does not save by what? Sword. He has to remember. And that is how you put your hope in what? God. He has to turn away from people who were accusing him about his faith, about his testimony of God, what God has done. If to you, if to you, it's a small thing to get a job, to me it's not a small thing. In my case, if it wasn't God, I wouldn't. I met a lady in Jesus the Answer campaign. When I met the lady, the lady has been there seven years without work. She's been looking, British citizen. She's been depressed, everything. I said, come to church, we'll pray for you. Yeah. She came one Tuesday, we pray for her. It turned into deliverance. After the deliverance, she had a job. Yes, she had a job within a month. And he had a job with the council. And the job he applied for, when he, he entered, they gave him a higher job. They, they were all here. Yeah. In her case, 
In her case, Job was his Goliath, her Goliath. In her case. It's rather unfortunate when he got the job, she stopped the church. Rather unfortunate. At least he accepted Christ Jesus. He got baptized. I baptized her, but she stopped the church. It's up to her. Yeah. So if they say, oh, what is God? You, God, you, you can stop. You can stop it. All you need is a therapy. The therapy stopped the first one for you. I'm asking, the source stopped the first one for you? In your case, wasn't it God? Wasn't it God that put the bear in your hand? Could you have killed the bear yourself? Why are you listening to them and entertaining them and not realizing that in your case, it's God? Just remember, I remember, I remember Mr. James when I met him, was questioning me. Hey, this man. Yeah, I remember. I remember Auntie Denise. She had dreadlocks. I will say, is she wild or she's cool? First appearance. I remember. I remember him when he came, was standing there. The partner brought him. I'm thinking, will he bring him or he'll take her out? He was wearing black and a hat, a cap. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember. Because I must remember. Because to me, it's not natural that any man will accept me. It will be only God. That one I know. I'm not saying for fun. Because even my children are some way to me. Yeah. Sometimes you speak to them, they don't do it. And because of that, they won't speak to you. They will speak among themselves. My own children. How much more strangers? So it's not natural. It's God. It's God. It's God. It's God. It's God. And it will be God. See, we were in a church. By then, we started this church, maybe first two years or three years. We were about eight people, isn't it? Eight people. Eight people, including my wife. Amen. It's like eight people. And the eight people, only about four of us pay tight. Or five of us pay tight. And the five of us that pay tight, it includes me and my wife. So the two main people, the, uh, two main people that pay tight, a couple, is like marital problems. So the lady says she can't come to church. Then the man started praying on a young girl in the church. By then the girl was like, 18 years. I'm talking to a married man in his 30. And the young girl told me, and I called the man. I said, you can't say that. You can't do that. The man was denying. But I see, I had all the communication. So I showed it to him. Now he couldn't deny. I said, just go and apologize to the girl. He told me he won't. I said, why? He said, because I'm not sorry. So I just left. And he left. He didn't come back. That was it. And when I was praying, I realized he thought the church would not go on because he won't pay his tithe of 200 and something every month. Because he knew by then, every month, the best we get, after we've paid all the bills, when we get 100 pounds, we've really hit the target. Because sometimes you get like 20, 25 pounds after you've paid all the bills. And our main bill was rent. Amen. So when he left, he thought, I said, I don't know whether I'll call him or not. But I remember, 
I remember when I started the church, when I started the church, he wasn't in. God still paid the bills. I remember. If God would not pay the bills, yes, God doesn't save by that name. God can save by anyone. I say, as long as I'm doing the right thing, I, I don't care. But if you don't remember, what would have happened? I'll stand out chasing men. And you amount to nothing. Because now you are looking at the silver. You are looking at the bronze. You are looking at the sword, the javelin. Meanwhile, you've never used sword. Meanwhile, in your case, the bear, it wasn't the sword. Sword have never saved you. In your case, it was the sling. By God. And I've never regretted it. I've never regretted it. In fact, when I was going to have that conversation, I knew the risk. Yeah, but we cannot bring what is in the world into the church. There's no need for the church. He never said go and call sinners to come and live in sinners. He said to turn, to turn into righteousness. To turn. But I just remember, it's God. If God will not pay his rent, he should be there. Just remember. Yeah, because it has not been me paying the rent. It's, it has not been me. So it can't be me. And I don't have. One man told me he himself will finance his ministry. I said, there won't be a ministry. You can never finance the ministry of God. I said, if anything, common sense to teach you to earn that money, you have to work full time, more hours. What time will you get for the ministry? All I'm saying in church is that don't forget the victory that God has given you. Don't think that that victory is small. Don't watch somebody don't listen to somebody that it will influence you. Don't try to be what you are not. Just be what you are. You are good enough. Believe me, a man, one of the problems women have is the men that are looking for a woman like you, when they see you, you are not you because you are trying to be something else. So, like, draw personality. Yeah. I'm not saying in wrong behavior. But listen, if you've gone to shop before, Men, if I'm lying, tell me. If you stand for men and you stand for women, everybody will choose different. Truly, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Believe me, other than that, certain type of women alone must marry. But if you look, you see that it's not like that. Yes. So the man who will really marry you, you don't even know what the man wants. So the best you can, the worst you can be, just be yourself. I was speaking to a brother. He was dating a, a woman, and there was an issue. And I said, do you know that the woman you are dating, she's very strong, hard willpower. And he like, said, yeah, that's why I like her. I said, okay, if you know that, then it's enough. And naturally, that's how the woman is. You see, but what the woman doesn't know, that is why he likes her. Yeah. Because nobody knows what will do it for you. <laughs> but when you see it, you know, you know, woman, you've gone to the uh, shop, you are looking for clothes. You, you don't know what you want, even though you are looking for something. But when you see it, you know. Imagine that clothes has been twisted small. But that is the problem of many in marriage. Yeah. But believe in God. Believe in God. This is not the time to change. This is time to remember and continue. This time not to say this is ordinary. This is the time to say this is supernatural with God. 
Because God is able. God said, I should tell you that he uses small things throughout history. He uses small things. He chooses the foolish things of the world. He uses them. He, he, he's like that. It is his nature. Just remember. David was a shepherd. He was young. He didn't qualify. But with God. But with God. He was accused. They say he has a wicked heart. They say he has deserted what? The sheep. That's what they said. Different name. Wicked heart. Deserted the sheep. Meanwhile, the Bible clearly said he left the sheep with another what? Shepherd. Yeah. They were burned with anger. And because they said that you want to prove to them. That's why you are not breaking through. That's why your Goliath is there. Because you want to prove to them. So you lose focus. You lose focus. The more you listen, the less you do. You know that. If I want you listen, the less you do. If I want to do something, I must focus. Remind myself. So those of you, just listen to every broadcast. Everything. You are destroying yourself. Believe me. Do you read the Bible? Do you even read the Bible? Where in the Bible does it be listening to preaching every day? But meanwhile, the Bible says read the word every day. Meditate on these things day and night. You don't read every day. You are listening to preaching all the time. Which one comes first? Aha. Uh-huh. Exactly. I'm not against preaching. But I want you to go back. Remember, it's about what God uses. Not what about what the world says. What is popular. Watching manifestation and all those things. All the time, not praying. Where does it say watch manifestation all those things? Meanwhile, I say pray without ceasing. I'm not against manifestation. By God's grace, we have it. But the problem is we don't remember. We don't accept the simple things of God. The Amori was top of the range. But for David, complicated. He couldn't even walk. He couldn't. He would have killed him. You've listened plenty, doing nothing. <laughs> Meanwhile, the essence of listening to do. So it's better you listen to one and you do it. All David remembered, God has saved him from the bear. And he said, that same God. And say, I know your sword is power, but I'm coming in the name of God. Meaning, the reason why I'm doing this, not because I'm foolish. Not because I'm foolish. I know you people are talking against anointing oil. I know you people say it's not needed. It's blah, blah, blah. But that day, when Pastor Emmanuel poured the anointing oil on me, the fire went. Since that day, I haven't felt it again. So you, you say, oh, I block my ear. I stick to the anointing oil. At least it won't harm me. Because the gummy I use don't harm me. The chemical gummy don't harm me. You are listening to them. You go to Facebook. That's where you are Christian. You are learning. You are learning dating tips from Facebook, YouTube. What's wrong with you? Meanwhile, what the Bible have told you, you are not doing. What God or who God used to brought you, pa, 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 
That one you've blocked your ear. Because today you've seen sword. You've seen javelin. But you've forgotten that in your case, you've never used it. You don't know how to use it. It will weigh you down. In your case, you didn't come where you are by that. If it wasn't God, the bear, the lion would have finished David. He would not even get chance to be there. Remember, it was suggested to him, but he didn't accept it. So the father is being suggested does not mean do it. A king suggested it to him, a boy. But when he realized this is not, he said, no, I can't. I can't. Your big sister, so what? A pastor, so what? If a pastor is telling what is against the Bible, that one, even if I hear, I I guess, then he should tell that the pastor is not a pastor because he's supposed to know better. The one who's supposed to know better is teaching you wrong and he said, because he's a pastor, I do it. You are the sick person. Not you, but that person. Because, you see, God forbid, if a brother there should ask you to do wrong, there's nothing wrong. A brother in the world should ask you to do wrong. Nothing wrong, you shouldn't do it. But if I ask you to do wrong, you should have a big issue with me. Because if anything, I must ask you to do right. So the worst is I shouldn't even say anything. And you say, then rather you say, because I'm, I'm asking to do wrong, you did it. You have a problem. The king told him to wear this. He tried, but he realized he can't. He will destroy him. I'm not used to it. No, no, let it go. I'm not used to it. I haven't tested it. No, let it go. And he wore his own throne. And he took his shepherd's bag and took five stones, just in case one fell. <laughs> just in case one fell. I have five. Grace. Five stand for grace. Five. Uh, number five. Stand for grace. At least, grace, grace. By the fifth one, I will learn something. Because I'm with no sword, but I have grace. I have grace. Grace, grace, grace. I'm going. That's why I say I come in the name of what God. Not in his strength. In God's name. Grace, that is grace. Divine ability, enablement. That is grace. Shanet, stand up. I don't know. Since morning when I was praying for the service, I kept seeing you. This is not ordinary it's not ordinary. This is not ordinary, Holy Spirit. This is not ordinary when it comes to God. The sling is not ordinary, even though it's common. It's very simple. But with God, it's not ordinary. I beg you. It's not ordinary. It's just a rope and a leather. But with God, it's not ordinary. Just like it was just five loaves and bread. Just five loaves and bread. But with God, thousands will be fed. So the five loaves and bread with God wasn't ordinary. That was a whole factory. With God. With God. It's not just a small bottle of oil. With God, as long as you pour the oil, the Bible, Elisha or Elijah, Everyone was what being filled with God, with God, with God, oh, with God. Some even someone his power was connected to his dreadlocks with God. Since where do dreadlocks is influence on power? But with God, with God, with God, your color, your color, with God, your job, with God, 
your weakness with God, your strength with God. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. I said to a woman, remember when you were praying fasting that someone would date you. Even a date you don't get. Now you get a date and you get married and now you are ungrateful. It's because you don't remember. But if you should remember, you begin to appreciate the man. If you should remember how you were fasting, how you were desperate, how if it wasn't God, you even do things you shouldn't do. And now look at you, you've forgotten. You think it's ordinary. Just remember. Remember. No, remember. Remember. God will not remind you. God will not say anything. It's up to you to remember. When they speak to you, tell them. Tell them with God. Tell them in your case, it's God. In my case, it's God. In my case, it's God. I don't know about you, but in my case, it's God. Yeah, it is God. In my case, this is not a small church. This is a great church. Amen. No, this is a very great church. Amen. A very big church. Because I know how difficult it is to gather five people. In my case, I don't know about you. So to me, God has blessed me. No, I'm not comparing. Me, me. This is great. I'm happy. I'm excited. Hey, two years ago, we used to meet at a place. The next morning when I see their call, my heart will jump. They used to call me for meeting because they found a drop of anointing oil. Yes. One time they charged us 150 pounds because after service, the children went to the a room and sat on a table tennis. They sat on it and they brought a table to it and ate chicken and chips. They charged us 150 for the children going to that room. Yeah. Yeah. 150. 150. Just for there. By, by October, I have to settle 31st. Other than that, we risk having 31st service. Yeah. So this, oh, it's miracle. It's God. In my case, oh, it's God. It's good. It's beautiful. I'm happy. It's everything. Yeah. It's not ordinary. It's not ordinary. It's not small. Yeah. It's not too. And I mean it. It's not. It's not. I believe God is extending his hand. I believe God wants to deal with our Goliath. I believe God wants us to make progress. I believe God is reminding us to remember and continue with him. To remember and trust in him. This is not the time you change course. This is not the time you begin to look at other things that work for others. You will fail. In your case, you are not a trained soldier. In your case, you are a youth. This is not the time. Remember. That thing is not a small thing. Remember. Remember. And say that with God again. With God again. That is the message. With God again. In your case, it's not ordinary. The first day, the first day, I lay hand on someone and the person fell down. That night I couldn't sleep. 
the next meeting, I was anxious. Is it by chance or will it happen again? As it was happening, I was still anxious. And to make things worse, I chanced on a video that the pastor was talking about people that maybe by one time, by the faith of the person, signs happen. And since then, the pastor never encountered signs. It's for the issue at all for me. Is that my case? But then I remember dreams that I've had before then. That I've written it down. Dreams that I've had myself. Healing people, performing miracles. Even see men like Benin called me. Also, I said, in my case, it's not like that. In my case, it's not like that. Yeah, yeah. But it could have derailed me. Yeah. So he turned away from them. He turned away from them. You continue entertaining them. Con- continue listening to them. One of the things I found amazing as a pastor, when people see me, they're accusing pastors. When that, I don't come to you again. Because it, you are talking to me. You are talking to me. I'm a pastor. Church, you've heard the word of God. Just stand up and begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Among other things, you are praying, you are asking God that he should help you remember. You are asking God to help you remember. So the Bible said David tramped over the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword in his hand. Without a sword in his hand. Put the 50 on the string. Without a sword in his hand. He trampled over Goliath. David trampled over Goliath with a sling and a stone without a sword in his hand. So will you do uh, in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. You will trample over Goliath uh, with a sling and a stone uh, without a sword in your hand. The uh, You will use what is common uh, but you are holding uh, but you have in place uh, to trample uh, over Goliath uh, because of God because of God because of God by God with God the marriage is possible the job is possible the deliverance is possible the paper is possible the breakthrough is possible the anointing is possible the ministry is possible with God with God he trump over it any Goliath in your life any Goliath against your life by the stone of David trump over the Goliath now now now, now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost, he trumped over him, he trumped over him, by God, by God, by God, by God, in the name of Jesus. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.